Good evening, and uh, thank you for having us here in Portland. We'll turn tonight for our text in the Gospel of John, chapter 21. Greetings from the saints in Dallas. We uh, pray for you, and uh, we appreciate the prayers you send our way. The Gospel of John, chapter 21, and we'll read verses 14 and 15. John 21, 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Uh, Peter is really no different than any of us. Uh, at the beginning of this chapter, uh, to kind of set the stage for you, uh, Peter is kind of sitting there twiddling his thumbs, not doing anything. There's about seven of them there, the disciples of the Lord, and there uh, it just says that they're together. Uh, there's really no other explanation. And, and Peter uh, says, I go a fishing. I like that. Peter's just kind of a down-home kind of guy. And he says, I go a fishing. And they all said, we're coming too. And so they went into the boat. It says immediately they went into the boat and they uh, were there. Uh, it says on the Sea of Tiberias and they were uh, there all night. And they had cast the net out and they didn't catch anything all night. Uh, I've often wondered why they fish at night because I can't see anything at night. I don't know why you'd fish at night. Uh, but it occurred to me it was probably had to do with the sun and the heat and all of that. And after all, it says later that Peter was naked. So... Uh, they, they, they'd fished all night and hadn't gotten anything. And so they're there and they're uh, wondering and they see a man on the shore and the man on the shore says, well, do you have any meat? Did you, did you catch anything? And they said, no. And he says, well, we'll cast your net on the other side. And so they did. And it, and it says that they caught 153 fish in that net. Uh, it, 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 it burgeoned the net so much that they marveled that it didn't break. Uh, well, John happened to be, and if you've read the Gospels long enough, you know that John's a very observant guy. Uh, he wrote some things uh, together and took, the, took note of things that we have today that are of great benefit to us. Uh, but he, he says to Peter, he said, that's Jesus. He said, that's Jesus. Uh, well, now this is the third time he'd appeared to them. So I, I imagine it wasn't like it was the first time after he'd risen from the dead. But, but, but Peter got all excited and he, he put on some, some clothes and he jumped into the water to go out and, and, and get, uh, get there to the land. <laughs> it says that they were about 300 feet away from shore and, and apparently that was a short distance to him. I don't think so. But, but he jumped into the water to go and the disciples came behind him in a boat. And here they are on the land. And so uh, Jesus has, has prepared for them, already prepared a meal. He's got fish and bread there for them already. He's got a fire. And so uh, he, he says, come and, and, and eat. And so they did. They came and they, they eat. They, they dragged up the fish on the, uh, the shore. Uh, I don't know if they counted them then or counted them later. But, uh, but here uh, they, they come and dine. And after they've been satiated, after they've uh, satisfied their hunger, they're sitting there together. And Jesus asks this question. And it's it's kind of a haunting question. It's one of those that that when you when you sit and ponder it, it really it starts to get inside. And and, and you you ask yourself. Well, he he says to Peter, he says, 
He says, lovest thou me more than these? Well, Peter was, I don't know, I suppose I'd been in the same place Peter was. Peter, well, Peter says, well, well, that's a silly question. I don't think he said that. In fact, we know he didn't say that. I, I would never tell the Lord that he asked silly questions. But, but really, I mean, after all, Peter had just jumped into the water to come and be with Jesus. He, he, he had kind of forsaken the boat and he, he, he'd run on to, a, a, I mean, how, how does that not show love, right? I mean, after all, he'd done this thing for, for Jesus. <laughs> I got a confession to make to you. I, I've had this view for a, a number of years, but I, I'm going to tell you something that I, I believe very deeply, and that is that Boys are icky, and they really aren't so intelligent. Now, before you get upset, I'm going to give you my credentials on this. I've been a boy all my life. I I was young. I'd like to still think in some people's eyes I still am young. I I remember being in in middle school, and, and after I discovered that girls exist... I, I, suddenly I, I became an idiot. It, it was the strangest thing. And, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you're going through this. Maybe you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but I, I, I have authority on this that, that boys are icky and, and they're not so intelligent. Because, of course, as a dutiful father of daughters, I immediately told them that. But this goes way back. I, I did things that were just the most idiotic things when I was in middle school and high school and even after high school. I don't know, you'd probably have to ask my wife if it continued, but but I, I, I really just did some dumb things. And I remember that, uh, that I used to do things in order to get the attention of young ladies. Now, some of this stuff I did consciously and some of this stuff I look back and go, man, I had no idea what I was doing. But I used to try and get the attention of young ladies. And I used to, uh, to do all sorts of different things. And, and I won't bore you with all the details. Uh, but, but I did some just really, really dumb things. And I thought, especially when I was later in high school and, and as I was a little out of high school, I really thought in a few instances that I really loved some of these ladies. I really, really did think, and some of the things that I did were motivated by this thought that I had that was love. But when I look back, it wasn't really love. I did some really dumb and impetuous things because I thought I loved Peter did just that. Peter did impetuous and silly and strange things. You know, it says that Peter pulled the net on the shore, which means that the boat beat him there. Why didn't he just wait for the boat? He wasn't thinking. He was full of all sorts of ideas about, and so when when Jesus asked him this question, of course I love you. Didn't I just show you that I love you? Well, that wasn't love. That wasn't real love. That's, that's not what we're talking about. In fact, it's interesting in the language that's used here, Jesus asks one word for love. He asked the ultimate word for love. And Peter responded with the adoration word for love. You see, even he was confused. You see, and I can tell you that adoration is not enough. We, we should adore Jesus. We should adore Christ. We, we sing songs like that of praise that we adore Jesus and that we, we want to and we do that. But adoration comes and goes. You don't always feel adoration. You don't always feel 
like you love anything. See, love is beyond that. I heard an old song, and if I had a money a pocket full of money, I'd, I'd tell you anybody that can guess the song can tell me later and I'll give you some money. But I don't have money, so don't worry. But in there is a, is a lyric that I found very profound. Love is not a feeling, it's an act of your will. You see, do we want to know what real love is? Because Jesus had shown them that. We heard that in the song that was just sung. Jesus had shown them real love. And Jesus is sitting down with Peter now because he loves Peter. He loves Peter. And this, this isn't just an adoration because sometimes Peter did things that weren't worth adoration. But Jesus loved Peter. And he showed us what real love is. He gave his life for love. Love of his Father in heaven and love for you and I. Love for Peter. Love for all of the disciples there. And so he asks this haunting question. Lovest thou me more than these? That's a, that's a deep question, isn't it? Well, what's he talking about with these? Well, you can put anything that's there present in that category. Peter, do, do you love me more than your friends? That's a good question. Peter, do, do you love me more uh, if they are all to leave, if they all say I'm not going to go this way, if they all say I, I, and they fail and they go some other direction, Peter, are you willing to follow me alone? Do you love me more than your friends? Do you love me more than your job? Because after all, that's what he did for work. He was a fisherman. Do you love me more than the fishing implements or the boat that you were in? Do you love me more than the next fastest boat? You know, put something in there. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than the sustenance even that's been provided? Job really got a hold of this statement. Lovest thou me? When Job had been told that basically his wealth had gone up in smoke and that his children had been killed or captured, Job, it says that he fell to the ground and he worshipped. He rent his clothes. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He got the essence of it. And so this is what Jesus is saying to Peter. Lovest thou me more than these? Lovest thou me more than church? Now that seems like a silly question. But you know, we can go get so wrapped up in church that we forget our first love. There was a, a church that Jesus or the angel visited in Revelation. Do you love me more than your future? Do you love me more than the next thing you're looking forward to? I uh, had this come recently, uh, and, uh, you know, this, this phrase doesn't ever change, no matter how old you are. Do you love me more than? Uh, Paul said, I die daily. He, he meant that uh, sincerely. Every day he had to make sure that he was fully consecrated, fully dedicated. Every day he made sure that whatever came his way, it must be the Father's will, and I'm going to do what he asked me to do. Well, I had this come up recently where the Lord touched something in my life and, and said, Tony, do you love me more than that? 
You know, I, it's not always easy, is it? Now, I can tell you if the Lord came up and said, Tony, do you love me more than sauerkraut? That's an easy one. Because I do not love sauerkraut. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in... And, and if, if you like sauerkraut and that's your jam, so be it. But I can tell you I don't like sauerkraut. Uh, so some things are easy. When the Lord comes along and says, you know, do you love me more than that? Oh, yes, Lord, absolutely. I love you more than that. That's not a problem. You know, then we go into other things that I might enjoy. Do you love me more than chocolate chip cookies? Well, yes, I love the Lord more than chocolate chip cookies. And, and this seems like a silly thing, but some of the things that we're most attached to really are silly things. Some of the things that we're most adherent to, the things that we don't want to give up, oh, Lord, please don't ask me about this one. They really are the silliest things when you get down to it. When you compare these things to eternity, when you compare them to your immortal soul, when you compare them to a life in heaven with God, when you compare them to saving the lost, they mean so little. The things that God asks us for, and Jesus asks that question, and he asks it here tonight, do you love me more than these? And if something popped in your head, that's your thing. God's asking you that question right now. Do you love me more than these? You see, the essence of this, and Jesus reiterated this three times, uh, Peter's no different than the rest of us. We don't get it right away sometimes. He asked it three times, and finally Peter was grieved, like he should be grieved. We should be grieved when the Lord brings something to our attention that he wants us to do something about. And Peter was grieved. Lovest thou me? But Jesus finished that statement with feed my lambs. You see, there's a whole world out there that's dying. There's a whole world out there that needs Jesus. They don't need anything else. From the poor and downtrodden to the, the, the wealthy and affluent, they need Jesus. Just like you and I needed Jesus, and he was there. You see, Jesus is looking for people to cast the net. Uh, when we look back at, at Peter and the, and the fishing that went on there, everything happened by the hand of God. God provided the fish in their net. God provided the fish for them to eat. God provided everything. He's just looking for people to cast the net. And you can't cast the net if you're not sold out for him. Lovest thou me more than these? Will you cast the net? Will you live for me? Will you be an example? Oh, and as Jesus was sitting there, he, he didn't say it condemningly at all. This is all just gentle and loving. And he, he calls the same way to us tonight, young people. He calls the same way to, a night, to us tonight, gentle and loving. And he reaches out his hand and you can hear him whisper in your ear. Lovest thou me more than these? So what are you going to do with the question? Because if, if, you, if you respond appropriately, it's doing something in your heart right now. That question is, is really building steam and, and you aren't going to be able to do something with that unless you just answer that, yes. Yes, Lord. I do love you more than these. I mentioned that love is not a feeling, it's an act of your will. How do we show love uh, to Jesus? How do we show these things that we do love him more? 
than these things? Well, first is the way of consecration, which is exactly what Jesus was doing here. He was helping them to find the, the, the path of consecration. You know, the path of consecration doesn't end until we reach glory. You know, you, you might be thinking, well, I just need to get the secret formula and I can receive the baptism and everything is just going to be smooth sailing. I got news for you. That's not the way it works. It's not meant to work that way. The only smooth sailing we have is when we reach heaven. This old world's a mess, and it's always a mess. It's the way it is. That's, that's just how things are here. But God has offered us the opportunity. God has offered us the, the privilege that we have to show our love for him here. You see, God will have a tried people. Trials will come in your life, and the only way you will get through those trials and make heaven your home if you answer this question in the affirmative, yes, I love you more than these. He's calling to you tonight, young people. Get this right when you're young. It doesn't get easier as you get older. Establish the pattern, the habit. You know, we know about habits. Uh, when uh, the lockdowns and all of that happened for COVID-19, a lot of us got into some pretty bad habits. I'm not talking about sinful habits, clearly. Uh, but we found it's really easy just to sit on the couch and do nothing, isn't it? Uh, well, I don't know, maybe you're a go-getter and a doer, and maybe that was hard for you, I don't know. Uh, but it's really easy to watch church from my couch. But God wants us to be here. God wants us to, to be around the saints of God. In fact, it says that the, the time is short and we need to gather together because there is no friend to us out there in the world. Oh, lovest thou me more than these? You know, even your trials and the things that you go through, do you love God enough to give him those? And you think, well, that's a silly question. Of course I want to give God my trials. But do you really? Do you really want to give God your trials? Do you really trust Him for the things that come your way? Or do you fret and stew over them? Do you, do you worry about them? Do you do all of that? Lovest thou me more than these? Do you love God enough to believe and trust Him that He's going to take care of those things? God will do that. Jesus is looking for people to cast the net. Are you going to stand up like Isaiah and say, Here am I, send me. Here am I. I'll do it. Yes, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you. I love you with everything. We'll show that. You know, this is an individual call. This is not something that Jesus said to his disciples. It's something he said to Peter. Now, his other disciples benefited from it, no doubt. And really, Jesus in the broader scope was talking to everybody. But it's an individual thing. Jesus saw Peter as the fisherman and he, he got him right home where he was. As a fisherman, you know, Peter, do you love me more than the fish? Do you love me more than this lifestyle? Do you love me more than all of that? It's personal and it's individual and God is calling to you tonight. You know, and that's not age dependent. It's not like after the age of 39 that no one else in here feels that call. Because I know that out there when I, when I said those words, those words are haunting, aren't they? Lovest thou me? And I know that there's, you know, there's old people here. You know that, right, young people? I know they heard the same message. Because I know that those words have been haunting me. Lovest thou me? And it's good for us to consecrate. It's good for us to be in that place. In John chapter 4, verse 34, 
after he had spoken, after Jesus had spoken with the woman at the well. They surely, they'd gone to go get the food. The disciples had gone to get him some food. And he said, I have meat that ye know not of. He said, my meat is to do the will of my father, the one that sent me. Oh, the Lord will provide every need. We saw that in the text tonight and, and, and how God provided everything. He provided the fish. He provided the instruction. He provided all of that. And God will do that for you. But he asks you to answer that question. Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than family? Do you love me more than life itself? And the answer to that question, the correct answer is yes. And you, you will never be sorry. The Lord will be with you. God bless you.